Hey, this is Shamina, the Two Quick Things podcast. Um, apparently, I needed a little bit of a break, so I took last week off unexpectedly, and I am now back. Um, so I've been teasing this part a little bit the last, like, I don't know, three or four episodes that something was coming. And drum roll, if I knew how to insert that into the audio, I would. That's the drum roll. I got a new job. So, and I just finished my second week there. Um, so I am officially an HR professional, like legit, like the initials behind my name and my signature of my email actually mean something. People know what it is. Um, I'm not going to reveal where I work, but I work for a nonprofit um, and it works with kids, which is really cool because, you know, I love the kids and I am a talent and HR manager. Finally. After years of preparation and trying to find an organization that fit and aligned with my values, I am now legit out of higher education, which sounds weird to say because I haven't said it that much, but yeah, I'm super grateful. Um, I guess I will share a few things that I learned through the job search and I wasn't even searching hardcore. But I was looking, I had my eye out on things, and I, I ran across my current position on Indeed Jobs of all places. I always thought it was like a bunch of baloney when people were like, they look at Indeed or look at ZipRecruiter. And I'm thinking, nobody gets the job from like a job posting. You go to the website of the place, and that's how you actually apply. But I didn't do that. I applied through Indeed, and the, the process in itself happened very, very quickly. So quick that when I I look back, I'm like, damn, I don't know that I've ever gotten anything that quickly before in terms of a job or a response. And I was talking to one of my new colleagues about my process as obviously I'm doing HR work. So I'm trying to figure out how do they hire people? What's the normal timeline and things like that. And I told him and he was like, wow, I don't know that we've ever done, done uh, recruitment that fast. And so then, of course, I shimmied my shoulder a little bit. And I was like, mm -hmm, I guess we wanted each other. He was like, I guess so. And then we both smiled and fist bumped. Um, so that was a really good feeling. But yeah, so I applied. And it took maybe like three or four days. And I heard from the recruiter. The, the next day, I spoke to the CEO. And then a week later, I was in. A week after that, I had a job offer to weigh and think through. So it was like lightning. And like I said, I wasn't hardcore searching. I think I had applied for maybe three or four things on that same day. Two of them moved forward pretty quickly. Um, and then one of them like catapulted forward, which was really cool. It was re it's a really good feeling to be out there and have uh, someone be responsive to the way that you communicated, the, the way that I communicated my skill set and what I was looking for, my cover letter and all those things. A few things that I learned, and I'll probably share some of these along the way as I continue to learn some of these. There is value in spending time in, in and with a resume and a cover letter. So if you are out there, you're looking, you're in a field that you're like, I don't like this, or I want to have a different kind of experience, I want to find an organization or a company that aligns with my values, spend the time to make those adjustments to your resume, because what you got the job that you got with the resume that you have is clearly not where you want to be if you're job searching. And you need to change those things up, especially if you're trying to switch um, fields. 
as opposed to just the job. A job, you can do a little less tweaking, but if you're trying to switch into another field, you need to find spaces and ways to communicate in their language, there being the, the, the field that you want to go into. Because the same old, same old language isn't going to work. If you've only told me what you've done, that's great, but that doesn't demonstrate to me that you know how to do the next thing. Or you can out, very clearly outline for me the transferable skills that are involved in what you have done translating to this new job. So spend some time with that. Like literally write it out, look at the job postings and shout out to my uh, career coach, Kyle. Um, I'll shout him out when I post. And he really got me thinking and really pushed me in, a bit, in some uncomfortable ways of reimagining like, what do I actually want besides a new job? Do I want someone where that I'm gonna feel valued? Do I wanna be able to exercise and employ this particular skill set that I have. Um, but spending the time rethinking my resume was well worth it, especially because I was trying to change career uh, fields and the type of job that I was doing. So I'd be far more back in than anything outward and forward facing. So that's one thing I learned. Another thing I learned in this process was that it sounds sad, but in my excuse me, 15 year career, this is one of the few times where I felt like that I could show up all the way as myself. Like when I was walking into those interviews, it was like, they said, you know, tell us a little bit about your, I am a gay black woman, a black gay woman. How I don't remember exactly how I said it. And these are some of the things that are important to me. These are the skills that I will bring to the table. This is what I'm not sure. And I, I don't currently know how to do because it's not a part of my day to day, but laying all those things out onto the table. And some of it, I think I had, I had some fallback plans. So I had a plan B and a plan C and a plan D. Um, if that wasn't going to work out, I wasn't being pushed out of my old organization at this point by any means. Um, there were certainly opportunities for me there, but I, I laid it all out on the table and I felt if they're going to know me and hire me, they've got to know it all. And I'm so used to having, like, trying to doctor up and present a picture or an image that I think that they'll want. And then I spend my, you know, first six months to a year trying to live up to that image and remember, okay, did I say this part in my interview? Are they going to be looking for this from me? And this, like I said, it's one of the very few times where I felt like I could show up fully as myself and be it be well received and that was great it took so much pressure off but clearly it took me 15 some odd years to be able to know that that was okay and I know it can be easy to be like I show up as myself all the time but do you like real talk do you um so I really had to stop and examine that for myself and think this is the time to lay it all out on the table because you don't want to spend you know the next year pretending to be something and then having to reintroduce like the real you to the people that you're working with. Cause you never want to, as a friend of mine said, you never want to deliver a dream. What is it? Uh, I forget the term, but I'll figure it out at some point, but, um, or sell a dream and deliver a nightmare. I don't want to sell this great, like, woo, 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 and then I show up and the whole thing's a nightmare. I'm nothing that they thought I was going to be. So I felt really great walking into that space, knowing this is me. It's not a take it or leave it. And this is, this is what you get when you get me. So there's that. Um, a few other things that I learned that I can 
that my skills are like legit. You ever have those things where you're like, my skills work in the current place that I'm at in this particular job. And I had to, again, rethink and reimagine my skills working in a different way. And that shit has blown my mind. Like, this is even a humble brag. I'm gonna brag on myself for a moment. My skills are legit. And then when I'm, I hear myself communicating those skills and I'm seeing how people are responding, because I do appreciate, you know, some, some positive feedback, like either verbally or non-verbally. When I'm saying this, the things that I have done, I'm like, bitch, you're legit. Like, you got this. Like, there's so many things that I didn't even realize that I knew how to do that people probably are like, wow, I wish I had that skill set. So I certainly have to give kudos to higher education and learning to navigate the politics and, you know, avoiding the landmines and communicating difficult conversations with people. So I, should, I certainly have to give uh, credit where credit is due in my experiences and all the folks that I engaged with, good, bad, or indifferent, certainly taught me how um, I was going to be able to show up later in my career. So I will forever be grateful for that, and I will never turn my hand down to that. Um, but uh, again, I learned I can get those things that I want in, in less of an emotionally intense role than I, what I was doing in higher education, especially the last few years. Um, I also learned that I can go out and get what I want when I want it. I was talking to a friend the other day. He knows who he is because he also just joined LinkedIn. So I'm not going to say your name, boo. But it, I think there's the, the universe sometimes, um, it's not even the universe, it's the devil, low key, high key, who be trying to make us think that we can't go after the things that we want. But then I've said it before, the universe conspires to get us exactly what we want when we want it. So the thing that I have, um, and I can't remember if I've mentioned this or not, I keep a list of I wills or intentions in my wallet at the beginning, that's at the beginning of every year. The first thing on my list, like the number one thing for I will for 2019, so I, I got specific about it. I said, I will have a full-time position doing HR work on or before July 31st of 2019. High key, that's exactly what it says. If I had my wallet on my person right now, I would read that and it's, that's exactly what it says. I had forgot that I had put that in there until this process had got underway and I was looking in my wallet for something. And I was like, wow, I, I planned this, I manifested this, I wrote it down, I made it plain, I was specific, and then bam, it happened. I mean, don't get me wrong. I, I, there was certainly lots of work that went into it. So um, they say, what, faith without works is nothing or something along those lines. So there's certainly work that I put into it. But I had to make it plain and put it out in the universe what I wanted and when I wanted it and how I wanted it to look. Now, does it look 100% how I thought it would look? No. Um, there's, there's a little bit that's missing. But by and large, like I got everything that I asked for. I put it out there. I made it plain. I worked toward it. I didn't settle until I got it. And, and I knew the points at which I was willing to um, make adjustments or take a short term. Um, I don't want to say loss because it's not a loss, but like a little bit of delayed gratification was a part of that process. And I knew that because I, I very much believe in the concept of delayed gratification um, because I know what's um, coming later is greater. Um, but yeah, it was one of those things when I just sit back and think like, damn, I asked for this and this is exactly what I got. 
Um, so thus far, I like I said, I just finished uh, my first two weeks in the new role. And there, it feels funny because I had worked in higher education at my most recent institution for the last almost 11 years. So there's a lot of newness. I commute now, so I no longer can, you know, walk to work. Now I catch three buses and it's seamless, um, which is, it works nicely. Like it's very nicely timed out. But now I catch the bus to work. I take my lunch. I think I've gone out to lunch two or three times, and each of those times somebody else paid for me, so I don't count those. They count for calories and whatnot, but they don't count for my wallet. Um, so it's been, it's been really interesting learning all new people. I'm working in, a, for me, what is a tiny organization. There's like 60 people max, and that part is a little weird because I'm used to like hundreds and hundreds of people and being a little bit anonymous, so that part is a little bit interesting thus far, but I'm learning a lot. I'm trying to practice patience with myself because I have to remember there's a whole slew of things that I don't know. And so it's really giving me a newfound respect for when someone starts in an or new in an organization because I haven't done that in almost 11 years. Um, but it's good. Uh, I'm really appreciating how I, the intention in which I take in building relationships and the fact that it's opened up my mind that there's so much more out there than what I was doing. And it was so easy for me to be stuck in a place where it was the same routine every day, the same students, the same staff, like the issues were just the same over and over and again. And I, I know that I'll have a level of that as I become more savvy with my new role. But right now I'm really trying to enjoy the newness and the fact that I have like some of my, t a lot of my time back. And while I commute, yeah, it's a little bit of a pain in the butt. Um, not so much because I have, you know, audiobooks and podcasts and whatnot to listen to. But I get my life back. Like, I slept so hard these first two weeks of not being in higher education. It was ridiculous. Like, you ever go to sleep so hard and you wake up like, was I drunk? Um, and I wasn't, but I just slept so hard because my mind could relax. My mind could be at ease. And so that's a word for somebody. So, like... If you are in a role where you, you're realizing that your mind cannot be at ease because you're thinking about work or you're overthinking or you're waking up writing notes or waking up sending emails to yourself so that you don't forget or you're waking up and you can't get back to sleep, there's something, there's something there and deeper to examine. And it's okay to take the time to examine that and to change your mind. Even if you're like me and you, got, you went to school, you went to grad school for this to have a degree in college, a higher ed degree, um, a master's in college student personnel, like I was supposed to be doing this. But really, this last 15 years of my professional career in higher education was the setup for me to go into this HR work and really define what um, I want to do. And will I stick with HR forever? Who knows? But right now it feels hella good. I certainly feel like I'm uh, stretching some muscles and using some of the skill set in just a different way than I have been. Um, but don't be afraid. I say don't be afraid. It's so easy to say that. But try to, to acknowledge that fear and figure out what that's about if you're thinking of a change that's coming in your life, be it a new job, um, a new workout routine, trying new foods, um, any of those things, trying to get your money right. Take the time and pause, especially if it's some of the anxiety that you're feeling. You can, you can usually pinpoint it to a place when you think about like either the job or the way that your money is jacked up or that you're eating trash. Take a pause, acknowledge, and figure out 
okay, now I know this, what am I going to do with it? So that was a long way of saying new job, who dis? And I'm so grateful to be able to share it finally. And I'm excited to kind of share some of the shenanigans that I have um, either witnessed or will start to learn and apply. I'm really excited to share some of them on the show because there's there's already been some stuff around like whiteness and white fragility and just a different way of white folks recognizing this. There's no kudos for recognizing it. It's, it's long overdue. But it's, a, it's an interesting dynamic to come into an organization who's in a bit of storming right now in a good way. And there's a lot of growth and things to go along with that. And to come into an organization like that as a black person, phenomenal. Amazing case study. I cannot wait to share some of those things and to, to share the growth pieces because I think there's a lot of growth that's that I've seen happen and a lot of growth. It's been two weeks, but... I've seen people kind of say things or be acknowledged or even after I have said some things are like, wow, I didn't think about it like that. And so that, 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 that further affirms for me, I'm in the right place and this is where I should be. Cause what I'm saying to folks is hasn't been rocket science. It hasn't been extra, none of those things, but I know that I'm in the right place right now. And I'm super grateful for that. So in the spirit of practicing gratitude, I am grateful for where I am right now. I'm, I'm grateful for where this position will continue to take me and, you know, what comes in the next few years. All right. So I had another topic, but y'all will get that next week. I'll be back to my regularly scheduled program where I will do a, a show a week. Um, but for now, you can find me on Instagram and Facebook under two quick things. You can find the podcast. If you're listening, you've already found it, but it's on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play, and SoundCloud. All right, I'll see y'all later.